0: Hey there, it's Nick Turzo, and this is The Radical Podcast. No, we won't be overthrowing any governments, but we will be learning from radical creatives who rule the world. Hey there, I'm Nick Turzo, and this is The Radical. Good show this week. My guest is Grammy nominee Rufus Wainwright. Rufus is a font of creativity having released 10 studio albums, including his very latest, Unfoul the Rules. Additionally, he has created two operas, Prima Donna and Hadrian. He has contributed to many film soundtracks and collaborations with other artists, such as Robbie Williams, Renee Zelliger, and Sam Smith. Rufus continues being uber productive in our virtual world with his weekly show, Rufus Retro Wainwright-Spective. And he has an upcoming show on December 20th, A Not-So-Silent Night, in which he performs with Martha and Lucy Wainwright, benefiting the Kate McGarrigal Foundation. Rufus is also nominated this year for a Grammy for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Coming up next, my chat with Rufus Wainwright. Hello, Rufus. Welcome. Hello.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for doing this. It's a long overdue uh, walk walk through the park we have to do.
1: Certainly, certainly. No, I'm. I'm, uh, and I think we're both we're both in good places to do that because uh, uh, it's been it's been it's been too long.
0: <laughs> it has been too long. It has been too long. So we have a new record out called "Unfollow the Rules." It came out earlier this year. Yes. Um, you got it in. Just prior to the all the lockdowns happening, I mean, what would your year look like had this COVID thing yeah. not? Yeah, come I mean, in the we,
1: we we finished recording it uh, before lockdown. I mean, I was working on it for about three years, uh, um, and it was actually the songs on the album are are really a, a compilation of about ten years worth of of, of songwriting because in that interim time, I was I was working mostly in the opera world, so. So I had a lot to write about <laughs> alone in my, you know, kind of uh, cubicle, you know, what, when dealing with classical people. So I, there was a lot of material, made the record with Mitchell, um, was gonna release it in, uh, I think it was gonna be in April. And then we moved it to June because the, the pandemic hit. And, um, and so there, there, was a, there was a little bit of a, of a, 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 of a whatever, of a, a lapse. But, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, if, if it had come out at, at the time that it was supposed to and there wasn't this pandemic, yeah, I would be, I think I would be, I think I was supposed to be in, like, Australia now <laughs> or something. I had, like, about three or four. I was going to do Glastonbury this year. Uh, get a, I had a really good slot set there um, on the main stage. And I had, was going to do Fuji Rock, you know, which I'd never done before. So, yeah, there was a lot that was going to happen. But But that being said, I mean, I'm, you know,
0: just join the club,
1: <laughs> You're right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. And so the record's been. I mean, have you been nominated for the Grammy? Or is the record in the best traditional I, pop vocal? It's an album. That. It's it's the record that's though, isn't an it? The
1: album. It's the album because I'm pretty sure that if I if I win, which would be great, uh, knock on wood, um, I uh, and I make no qualms about wanting to win. <laughs> Why should uh, you? <laughs> but uh but if i do i know that mitchell from and uh and david Boucher, who, who who mixed it they'll get little grammys too so it's i think it's for the for the
0: album oh well, that's awesome! and this is like your second right did you have something when you did the judy garland yeah, I, stuff my, or? My, judy,
1: my judy garland uh, album was was nominated and you know i i remember when that happened and you know uh, may she rest in peace Uh, I was also nominated with, uh, with, uh, Natalie Cole was nominated at the same time for another album. And I remember watching like Entertainment Tonight or something. And there was a whole expose on her, you know, on her uh, battle with, um, I think she had like kidney disease or something for years uh, or hepatitis or something. But, and I was like, there goes my Grammy. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) what what illness would you like to announce today? (laughs) You kind of get the sympathy vote.
1: I have uh PTSD. No, I'm doing okay. I mean, I do feel like this time around I'm I, there's more of a of a shot. I I I I I think it's a bit of a long shot because there's other people like I mean there's there's uh you know James Taylor and there's Burt Bacharach, there's Harry Connick Jr. You know, there's the other one too, there's Renee Zellweger who I I I know quite well, but she's and she's up for her Judy record and well, how weird I know. So if she wins for her Judy record. Then I'll be. I mean, I I won't. I won't hold it personally against her. But that would be, that would be, you know, a
0: tale. (laughs) No more Judy Garland for you, Kyle. That'll be the mark. I I,
1: I upset. I upset the forces that be.
0: (laughs) Well, the record, I mean, is fantastic, and I mean, it really is. I mean, if you're going to talk about a pop vocal album, I mean, the way you're working through that with your voice, I mean, it's just some really great performances and. Really different in a way, you know. When I listened to Devils and Angels, you know, I thought, "Oh, this is a little maudlin," and and then you get to that chorus part. You know, it's almost like the bridge. It's a chorus. It's a bridge. It's so it's so beautiful and such a nice return to pop in that. So it's an unusual song.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm particularly happy with that one, especially because we when we first started producing it. it was sounding a little bit too much like, you know, whatever. The Phantom of the Opera was getting very kind of like theatrical and and, uh, but then we managed to kind of steer it into more of a kind of Blade Runner <laughs> direction, which I'm, I'm I was more happy with. So, so, so yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I owe a lot on this record to Mitchell. From I mean, he really was incredibly. I mean, on one hand, he was very, very you know, supportive and an obvious fan and and really want, has a lot of respect for me. But on the other hand, he he was very I don't know uh, exacting about you know just getting what needed to be done and done and then uh, and then really getting rid of a lot of superfluous super, superfluidity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and making it kind of very clear, which is uh, which is really the job of a producer in a lot of Right.
0: Things. And speaking of that, I mean you know you come off of having to the opera work you've been doing, right? Which is so involved and such a, I don't know how you do it. We'll get to that. Um, (laughs) But is it a challenge to write like within the confines of like trying to do a three minute pop song Uh, come from that?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've always, you know, as you know, (laughs) I've always kind of skipped between both worlds, you know, opera was, was always a big influence of mine. And I, and I did very early on um, clock the, the the concept of, 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 you know, adding ingredients from, from that world in, in, into my pop creations. And, and, uh, and I knew also that you had to be, you know, accessible, you know, for a mainstream audience. So I I was able to kind of measure it. Um, But I will say that, that having actually in the meantime, gone off and written a couple of operas and and really, you know, gotten my feet wet in that world um, that it's, yeah, it's a whole other sensibility. It's it's interesting because I'm actually you know, I won't I won't get into it too much because it hasn't been it hasn't been finalized yet. But there's a there's something that I will be doing where I will be talking about this this weird relationship between opera and pop that I think I'm kind of the only person who really knows about, <laughs> In, like so innately you know so and so and then I think people will be kind of curious to hear about because it is they're very very different and um, yeah and 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 few people understand each each one of them
0: yeah I, i'm just curious how you swing um <laughs> it's uh so to speak um but i mean do you kind of feel in a way that on the pop side when you're doing a pop thing do you kind of get in your own way sometimes or do you overcomplicate some of the arrangements uh, yeah, and I mean, have I, to be pulled I, back I, yeah i mean i could i could be accused of um
1: of 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 sort of compromising myself uh in, in a pop, you know in my pop ventures occasionally, um, I you know one of my favorite stories uh, actually and and I think we were working together at the time. It was when I was doing poses, and um, or I just finished and I was remember I was living with or I don't know I was I was there I, or, or something but I was this I don't know if we were but but I was hanging out with Bijou Phillips. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and uh, the crazy Biju Phillips, wonderful Biju Phillips, and and we were driving down the street, it was quite late at night, and, uh, and I was playing her, her parts of Poses, and I was so excited, because I was like, this is my pop record. You know, this is my, and she was started laughing uproariously. She's like, this isn't pop at all, Rufus. Like, I think that my idea of pop is just not what pop is. Um, but, uh, but when I'm in the moment, I really believe my kind of own delusion. So, so, uh,
0: so, and, and the world seems to
1: have, you know, put up with that for a while.
0: (laughs) Well, um, on You Ain't Big though, I thought you were, you know, it's amazing that song because you're so prescient in that song. You know, it's such a, it feels like such a song we all kind of need right now when we can't go anywhere. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, It It was a fantastic song for that. It was so uplifting in a way. Well, in a funny way with that song,
1: and this is something that, that I do have, you know, uh, kind of, I think, a more solid knowledge of is, you know, roots, folk, uh, kind of maybe a bit of country. You know, I grew up with Lou Harris and, uh, like, physically, you know, she would come to our house and Linda Ronstadt and stuff. So it's sort of, I think if I want another Grammy, if, I, if this doesn't work out, I'm, I'm going to just have to make a Roots American record and, you know, win five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to do the Laurel Canyon record. Yeah, you know no, I mean, yeah, you would yeah. be so great
1: at just doing yeah. that
0: California sound yeah. full it on. A
1: bit of there's a bit of that in this record with like um, Damsel in Distress and certain tracks. But yeah, but there's, we got to figure this out.
0: We <laughs> got You'll figure it out. So you've got a bunch of stuff coming up that I kind of want to mention so we don't get too sidetracked yeah. on this. Um, you've got the Rufus, Martha and Lucy's uh, Not So Silent Night coming up, which benefits... Your mom's foundation, yes. right? Kate McGarigal Foundation.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And that's you know, on we, the twentieth, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. No, we're doing we're doing kind of separate um sessions, you know. One I'm doing one here in LA with some family here, and then she's doing then there's one in Montreal and my dad and my Lucy are doing some in New York. And so we're and then we're just gonna chop them up and and, and it'll be a virtual Christmas um offering. I mean it's uh yeah, I, I felt it was really important to just have something uh this year cuz we're all, we're kind of at the end of our tether here. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and so
0: so where will that be like available? Like where will that be available? That's going to be
1: on it's on Veeps. Veeps, which is uh which is where I do my um Rufus uh, uh retro Wayne retrospective of all of I'm doing all my albums. That's
0: coming right in January?
1: Uh, yeah, well we've I've been doing that.
0: You've been I've doing, been doing- it.
1: Yeah, I've been doing. I'm now at one. Uh, I, I yeah, I've I've done like three albums so far around. So so I'm I'm doing that, and that's just that's in lieu of touring. That's so I could just make some money. And um is that weekly? It's weekly. Yeah, every Friday. Wow. I, every Friday I do half an album. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun actually. I mean, because it's all. I also have a celebrity guest, and uh so we started out with. uh jamie lee curtis and chris guest they were my first guests and then we had darren chris uh for another one and then we had um joel McHale uh for another one so so i have a tiny audience like one or two people and so it's just it's just a nice way to spend it lies lies but uh does joel (laughs) McHale sing actually uh, I wouldn't be surprised. He looks like yeah. he's kind of Mr. Superman. What he likes <laughs> to do, what he likes to do, is bring knives to my house uh, for my for my ni- eight year old daughter, nine year old daughter. He, it's kind of his joke. He brings her like switch blades as a gift.
0: <laughs> nice, fantastic. <Yeah. laughs> Why not? So, um, on the opera front, I mean, you did your first opera was prima donna, yes? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And by the way, Prima
1: Donna, they just did an amazing production of it in, in Sweden. Really? That's yeah, that's available on YouTube. You can see it. So so, so. And who
0: did it? They're like opera company and the, the Swedish Royal Opera
1: Company, which is wow. beautiful old yeah, no, they did it during because they had different rules in Sweden, right? Were you able to go or not? I went to some, I went to some rehearsals. I wasn't able to go to the but, but it's a very there's a very good uh a version of it on online now
0: yeah i have to see that yeah so yeah, cool. no. how many other people have
1: actually performed that opera like where is it there's been seven other productions it was done in budapest and new york and in toronto and london so yeah, know it's been done it's been turning out to be a little bit of a dark horse classic you know it, it seems to be coming back that opera
0: were people welcoming or did you take kind of abuse no, from that community? That, that, is that community closed minded? Oh
1: uh, well, no, that community is God. I mean, you think the pop world is bad in terms of, I mean, but I think the pop world is probably worse in terms of like, you know, the establishment and sending like record companies. And I mean, some of the shit that we've been through <laughs> with dealing with uh, managers, record companies, agents, you know, it's, it's pretty brutal but uh but in terms of right like the the press they're they're uh they're nothing compared to the classical music press the classical music press it's like it's like they just relish and you know annihilating people so so they tried to do that to me they tried but they did, obviously wow. didn't
0: yeah didn't st- didn't stick
1: <laughs> no how long, it
0: didn't. how long did you work on that
1: oh that that was about 7 years i worked on that you know i really it really began the ideas were around for about four years. And then for three years I really composed it. And that was sadly, you know, I really started, you know, working wholeheartedly on it. Uh when my mother got sick, when Kate got sick, my mother. And uh, and thankfully she got to see it. But she died, you know, not long not long after uh, composing that. So that was I was I think I was I was it was a great it was a it was a I wouldn't say great, but it was a fortuitous Coincidence, because I was able to just sort of focus on the opera and not on, you know, what was happening. Yeah. Mother.
0: Yeah. Eh. right. I'm sorry about that. I know how close you guys were. Yeah. No, I know. I know. A good woman. Good she woman really gone loved, too soon.
1: She really, she, really, she really liked you a lot. She was. She was very. She was. Uh, she was
0: excited. Well, she was a lovely, lovely person, my friend. So even with all the shit you dra- dragged her through in your adolescence. <laughs> 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 uh, So, and do you have another opera, this Hadrian opera? Is that new? Is that?
1: Yeah, that got produced right before, well, well, uh, a few months before COVID, uh, thankfully, in uh, October of last year. Uh, And that was in Toronto. And there was actually also a wonderful live stream of of that production that that, that came out during COVID. So I got to, it was just ironic because, like, during COVID, all of my tours were canceled, you know, all of the, you know, my studio time, this and that. And then, uh, but I had two operas <laughs> that were produced, which is it was just very, it was surreal to ha- to have that happen. So, so yeah, and that and
0: that we're looking for to to re to re um,
1: mount once once things
0: you know, chill out a little bit. Was that an easier process for you doing a second one than the first? No, it was a much bigger piece. I mean, it was mm-hmm. you know
1: it's Hadrian, so it's like the Roman Empire and. You know, there's choruses and ballets and, and uh, it was, it's a more challenging uh, score. But, uh, but it's... Uh, lots of loops you know,
0: and stuff? Uh,
1: well, there's lots of harp. Harp and loops. Harp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, harp were you and, historically w- aware yeah. enough of that? Yeah, well, I
1: did a lot of research before for years. I mean, actually, Hadrian was the first opera that I wanted to compose, But I didn't feel I had the ability or the knowledge to do that. So I kind of focused on Prima Donna first, which was a simpler story. So, so, but I eventually did conquer the Roman Empire and now I have to figure out my next victim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I mean, who, like when you're developing that, I mean, is that just a full on solo practice for you or do you have help? I mean, is there arrangers? How do you do this? No,
1: I mean, I have, when I when I get down to work, you know, after I've really figured out the know the story and the libretto and even not even the libretto won't be figured out right away that'll take that that can actually coincide but um but i uh i have an assistant who i work with uh and we do it on computers and 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 it's very much i am you know responsible for every note in the in the score like i you know we really i work with them like eight hours a day most of the time and Know really kind of toil through the little the minutia of it, um, so it's so it's uh, but it is but I am enabled to do it because of technology. I mean, I think it, I wouldn't be able to sit down and just be alone and take a score. And, I mean, maybe I could if I really wanted to, I could. But but also having a pop career <laughs> and being a singer, like it's you can't do everything. But with with computers and certain programs like Sibelius and the Vienna uh, sounds, um, I can. Um, I can just, you know, map it out uh, sonically. And then and I know, I mean, I know how to read music and I know how to read a score. So it's, but I do have an assistant. It's a bit for me, I, it's a, I, I equate it with, um, with the phenomenon of, you know, painters from the, all the master painters from, you know, the, the, the Renaissance and stuff. They always had like 10 assistants. They didn't go and paint everything. You know, you, know, you, know, you have people come in and help. So I I'm I'm not averse to having help. Which 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 by the way, when I s when I started and now they don't talk about it as much, but but I was very much accused, you know, by the press, like, oh he didn't do any of this, you know, he's he hired someone to like do it for him. And it was like
0: <sighs> have they ever read any of your history and your interest ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. That is crazy. You're not like exactly Justin Bieber starting to do an opera. I mean, weird. <laughs> I <know. laughs> it's so weird. Um, kind of like what's, I, you've kept very busy during this time at home. I mean, these lovely live performances you're doing. And I mean, what's next creatively for you? Like,
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm uh, you know, as I said, you know, I, I am going to be coming to Nashville uh, just to do maybe a show at the City Winery there. It has been announced. We'll see socially distanced or, you know, lower, smaller capacity. We'll see how things go. So there's like touring is kind of inching out uh, very, very carefully. Um, and uh, so there's that. Then there's also, you know, living in L.A., there's just a ton of movies and television ideas. That, you know, I I think I have like 20... <laughs> big movies that i'm making now you know which is very la you know we'll see what actually happens but there's always something to kind of latch on to here and uh so i'm doing that and then um and i would you know there's a lot of talk about finally rufus wainwright writing a musical just a good old broadway musical and certainly now with what's going on in broadway it's a good time to sort of work you know think long term like you know it always takes five years for a musical to be produced so now's a good time to do that because there will be a, a desire yeah
0: it's a na it's a natural evolution for you <laughs> that that has to happen so <laughs> sometimes those are the hardest ones mm-hmm. the most obvious
1: ones can be the toughest
0: well the expectations are going to be yeah. Yeah. Off, no, off the roof for that one so um yeah. do you still do a lot of like film work or not so much
1: you know not really i mean i i'm i'm not averse to it um i you know i think i think i think in a lot of ways i was i was somewhat traumatized by my father <laughs> not 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 by i mean i was traumatized by him in many ways uh as a father but uh but 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 not but but more in this respect he he is an actor uh and he, he doesn't act so much anymore, but I really witnessed him like get so discouraged, you know, after certain auditions and not getting certain parts and being like, I don't know, it was really, because he wanted to be an actor, like he studied acting and, and at Carnegie, and he's was, he was a very good actor, but, but it was I just being in that jungle, I don't know, really gave me pause. Um, uh, but I, I did do some, you know, as you know, and we'll, I'm not adverse to it, but I, I I'm not going to go out and chase, chase around for that. Right. That makes, makes Especially perfect. When you, get older. when you get, you know, when you don't have the raisin youthful, you know,
0: sharpness. I understand. And how are you and Loudon doing these days? Your dad, are you guys on good, good, good footing? Yeah,
1: yeah no, I mean, I think what we've realized is that, um, you know, there's, uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know. It's just important that we, that we stay in communication, but not all the time. Like we, like we don't, I don't know. We're just very civil and we're very, you know, caring about each other. It's about lowering, lowering expectations. (laughs) And then, and then being open to like beautiful things that happen that you don't expect, you know, you know, so it's, it's, uh, I don't, I probably don't speak to him as much as I, as I used to at all. But in a weird way, then when we speak to each other, we really miss each other and there's not this sort of like setup. We try to like take away these setups, but, uh, but I, I, I miss, you know, I miss my entire family. I haven't seen anyone like from the East coast or.
0: Yeah. Are they all on the East coast pretty much? Uh,
1: pretty much. Yeah. I'm you know, Martha in Canada. And there's that whole Canadian contingent. And then there's, you know, all of the people in New York. So it's, it's been uh, getting weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's too long. Yeah. It's too long for yeah. all of us. Um, yeah. Like on the arrangement side of things, I mean, did that, you know, having worked earlier with like Van Dyke Parks, is that something that kind of you observe yeah. transitioned into your day?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Van Dyke, also, you know, John Bryan, you know, and uh, uh, I was... Uh, yeah no I mean I definitely I I have you know it's, it's interesting because I've if you do look at uh, the um, you know the roster or whatever of my producing producer credits um, you know there there there's a lot of heavy hitters there uh, Mitchell and Mark Ronson and 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 Van Dyke and even Lenny Waronker in a lot of ways so so it's uh, yeah I seem to be able to. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I I do learn a lot, and and I think I don't I don't physically sit down and study it, but but I'm willing to be to to absorb, and that's actually a very important um, lesson I think for anyone starting out is is to really you know just be willing to listen, be willing to to take in what's going on around you. And I was able to do that musically, not with other things. <laughs> <Right. it. But laughs>
0: Well, the other thing I think is really great about you is, you know, as you've continued to grow uh, as an artist, you're still open to like letting people of that stature come in and work with you and collaborate on records. You know, a lot of people shut that down. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's to your, to your attribute to you that you allow kind of talent like that in the room with you. Yeah, no, I,
1: and that's, I mean, I have to say living in LA, that is, that's for me is one of the great uh advantages of, of, of just being in this place you know those people a lot of those folks are around you know people like Randy Newman and you know and you know Burt Bacharach I mean they're all here you know still some of them and and it's and I I
0: whatever I, I revel in that for sure yeah LA is definitely a creative hub now as is Nashville yeah. and New York is yeah. just less so Um, yeah yeah, sadly 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 so you've had in your life you know you we were wild childs at one time in our early our earlier relationships um but you've had some famous friends that have kind of come in at times and played the modern elder and given you great advice whether it was elton john or chrissy hind um Uh, yeah yeah. crucial moments in your life and I mean, you must be extraordinarily grateful for those relationships yeah. and those wis- yeah. that wisdom. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean,
1: I look, I had, as you know, I mean, for, and for those of you who don't know, on the podcast, you know, Nick and I used to work together. He was, you were my first manager. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. You used to have a
0: funny line you used to say, I think. Uh, well, what did I? I think oh, your I, funny line was that I quit working for Madonna to work for you. Back yes. then that was your line back then.
1: Well, yeah, well, that wasn't only my line. That was Madonna's line.
0: I mean, I, I,
1: because I met her once, and she, and the only thing she had to say to me was, "You stole Nick for <laughs> One, that was her one comment. Um, so, uh, so anyway, I didn't think so, she cared, but
0: it's nice to hear. So,
1: yeah, she doesn't care. But then once you're stolen, <laughs> yeah, once you stolen,
0: it's <laughs> the cuffs.
1: I know. Anyways, but um. But so I, uh, yeah. So we worked together, and yeah, no. I was, I mean, I was, as you, as you know, I was, a, I was a, a pretty wild kid um, for a few years, really, until the end of Poses, and then you know, when Want One came around, I, I had to get my shit together. But, but that being said, I do feel that I was always willing to still, I don't know, take advice <laughs> to be to uh, To examine or, or just try and seek out the, the better path, shall we say uh, and, and, and and you know it 's funny because talking, talking with you now and and I also once again think a lot about my mother is that you know i, I don 't feel like and you can relate to this probably is that I man, I feel like people were worried about me, like they were maybe scared in a sense because you know it 's dangerous when you're so liberal with drugs and alcohol and being crazy. But I also feel like people didn't have the sense that I was like a nihilist. You know, they didn't think I was going, I was gonna destroy myself. Like that wasn't the point of what I was doing. I was just searching, you know, very intensely. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but I wasn't searching for like my end, which arguably was the case for other people of my generation who did die. Like someone like Kurt Cobain or someone like Jeff Buckley, or or Elliott Smith. I mean, these were people, these were men singers who were much more like obsessed with this kind of really dark element that I, I think if anything, I was trying to, um, I don't know, uh, look for the silver lining, you know, around that. So, so. More so, experimental, let's say, than yeah, destructive. Yeah. Yes, there you go. And then, and, 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 and I, and, but it was, it could be dangerous at times. So like my mother, for instance, was like, I, she would always say, you know, Rufus, I, I never was really worried about you. I knew that in the, when push came to shove, you would do the right thing, and, and 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 so she gave me that confidence. And and part of that was just being open to to advice from
0: people. Well, you always functioned at a high level, and you were productive. So you know, yeah. I think that gives people hope when that's going on. It's not like yeah. you withdrew, and yeah, you know, that's yeah. when it gets I troubling.
1: That I think that artistically, it was it was interesting, and I and I learned a lot. I think that that it also, you know there's some crappy performances out there that I did. I mean, my voice was not, there's, there are definitely like drunken moments where I thought I was being, you know, this, you know, incredible being, uh, you know, the artistic luminary. And I just sounded like a drunk fool. So, so, I mean, it, there's things that I, I, I would have done over, but, 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 uh, but, but not needless to say, we I made it through alive, and that's that's what matters.
0: Thank <laughs> heavens, We're all grateful for that that you're still here. <laughs> so um, and early on, you know, when we started working together, you know you started getting a um kind of a public persona, you know, a lot of critical acclaim. yeah, but almost that became larger than like what we were able to do with the music itself and exposing it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. now do you feel like you've kind of I feel like you've caught up? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I have to say, I mean, this is what what I what I said at the beginning of the interview is that I wanted to say is that a lot of this, and and you know, Kate actually told me this was due to you, in the sense that when that first record came out, even though it was not necessarily, uh, you know, a common offering, you know. and was not what was on the charts and stuff. You really made an effort to like go to the mainstream. You know, we would get on MTV. We would get. You know, you you used a lot of your contacts, were, which were not like NPR. I mean, we all knew that I could get NPR and that I because of my parents. And but you really went for some some big looks, which kind of worked. You know, it, 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 it and it and it definitely, you know injected my, that record with, uh, and my persona with a kind of, with a kind of following that, uh, that didn't necessarily translate in terms of sales. But, uh, I know certainly, and certainly being with DreamWorks and and Lenny and there was, you know, but but it was incredibly supportive. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just, that was a good, that was a really good period career wise for me. And Marsha, you know, you know, everybody, (laughs) yeah. People were really fighting tooth and nail for, for me and uh, and i was I mean, I mean i'm so fortunate to have had had that and it really and it lasted you know it, it, i was able to um
0: maintain it that's what we'd hope for it's what you always hope for when you're building that <laughs> foundation man so it's awesome so um we'll wrap up here because i know you got a long day um yeah. so how is like being married and having a family having this beautiful <laughs> nine-year-old like
1: how has that changed
0: your perspective like as an artist in a way yeah
1: well i mean it's what can i say i mean it's 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 certainly the best thing about it is that it is, is is the simplicity now i mean in the sense that what matters is her and and also our my relationship with my husband and our kind of uh, growth as a unit, you know, and um, you know so much of my career before this and life was was just so focused around me and what, what what my needs were and what what made me happy, what satisfied me and um, and that was great for a while, but it does become. Exhausting, <laughs> you know. After a while, and and to sort of suddenly be able to shift it to like what will make this other person happy and this other person thrive, it's it's a tremendous relief, uh, and 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 a great joy, and 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 um, and I'm very lucky to be able to do that. But uh so I, it, it, it's a better place, but it's so different. I mean, it's it's funny because it, it kind of goes back a bit to my dad where. You know my father you know he has his own he has his own um path and uh he, and uh but he's never quite been able to kind of extricate himself from the from the equation you know uh like it's people have to be very mindful about what his needs are he's like that he's, he's a virgo <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's sort of always been like okay dad you know what you know just we got to be careful what dad does, thinks and does and um and somehow the one little thing that i've and i think it's actually quite big with my daughter that i've been able with viva that i've been our daughter i should say, been able to um really focus on is to actually take myself out of the equation and be like you know what i don't matter at all <laughs> she matters and let's just and, and it's been it took some adjusting, <laughs> but it's actually a tremendous relief in the end because it just makes you, I don't know. It just, it gives you a lot of freedom suddenly.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, one last question. I'll let you go. I like to ask people what they're currently listening to that's super and great. And you're really impressed with.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, you know, I, sadly I spent probably too much time on social media uh, kind of surfing around, especially these days. And uh, there's this kid uh, who I, I don't, he, he's, he's from LA and I've been listening to his tracks. His name is Glass Battles. Glass Battles? <laughs> Glass Battles is the name of his band or his thing. And I've just enjoyed that. Um, I also, I do love the new Sufjan uh, Stevens mm. record. Beautiful. Um, and also kind of Different from what he's been doing. I like that he's kind of getting out of that you know circular guitar stuff, which is I, I've always adored, but, but it, it sort of got a little repetitive and this is something different, which I think is fantastic um, and uh, and then um, oh God, there was you know I, I have to say I do like
0: I do kind of like the weekend. Hmm. <laughs> Why not? yeah <laughs> finding lights is like the greatest song of the year. I can't believe the Grammys ditched him no this year. I know I mean
1: look i'm i i my thing with that whole situation is that I think it's terrible and but i but you know, look, I've been ignored by the Grammys for my entire career, so so it's like, who did you pay off this year them. then? <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> just kidding. so it's so it's nice to uh and I do think that there's a funny argument of like, okay, what about things that don't sell millions of copies? is that does that make, mean they're not worthy for a Grammy either? I mean, like, there's two sides right. of this story, you know? So, but I whatever. I'm you not, know, you know.
0: But so. I think he's fantastic, too. I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah no, I. Wave you know, the Canadian so. flag. He's great. So, um, well, thank you very much. You are the hardest working man in show business, I think. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. And Rufus has a ton of things coming up. He is always online doing his concerts every week. You should listen to the great Rufus Retro Wainwright
1: Spectre. Rufus Retro Wainwright Spectre, yes. Yes. The
0: words are in between (laughs) your name. I've got it now. And any (laughs) Grammy voters out there, come on. This record's really good. His performance vocally is incredible. Vote, vote. Thank you, Rufus, very much. Stay okay, safe. Thank you. Oh, Okay. Bye, Nick. Nice can't to wait see to meet you. your family someday.
1: Come me in Nashville if I, if I come.
0: I will do that for sure. I'll come with a whole okay. hazmat suit on. So Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Thank okay, you. Bye. Well, that's our show this week. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe even learned a little something. The follow what's going on with this podcast you can go to the radicalpod.com. Um, the radicalpod.com you'll find show notes and past episodes and uh, even a little swag there if you want a t-shirt or a hat also i would be honored if you'd subscribe at apple or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts till next week